Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Nadia Murdoch Fit Mind and Body Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have on Kate Hurley. I met Kate at the launch of her app um, celebration. She was doing an amazing event in the city. Reasons why I love social media and just getting out there and meeting new people. So, Kate, say hello to everybody and tell them all about you and your app. Hi. Hi, Nadia. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, Yes. So I'm the founder of the Move and Meditate Method. I combine all types of exercise with meditation. And my real specialty is combining high intensity exercise with meditation. So um, I basically just offer a variety of classes through my mobile app. And my goal is to give people tools to tap into their inner strength and resilience and really not just get stronger physically, but mentally too. So I love it. Yeah, that's and you, you know, what I find really unique about your app is that many of the other apps that offer meditation with a workout, it's never well, from what I've seen, it's not usually a high intensity workout, you offer an array you offer from yoga to straight meditation to you know high like I mean when I took your class I was I was like this will be an easy day and I was like oh my god I'm dying (laughs) in a good way in a good way so I love that you I feel like I feel like with that approach you're able to attract and reach more people was that your goal well yeah I definitely want to make this accessible and doable having an app versus having a brick and mortar studio um was a big question for us and really, you know, I want to make it easy and doable and flexible for people so they can fit it into their busy lives. So that's why we went with an app, but, you know, I think one of the biggest differentiators isn't necessarily, you know, the variety of exercise paired with meditation, but it's how mindfulness is incorporated into the entire experience because we're not just going to do like a hundred squats or, hundred jumping jacks and then sit for meditation. It's, we're really taking these principles of mindfulness and changing kind of the way that we move and the way that we look at movement. So it's not about just getting it done and feeling the burn. It's about really learning about your body and listening to its wisdom. I love that. So what most people when they go to the gym that's what they're all about getting a good sweat getting the burn as you said so what made you want to take this approach and like really bring it broad stream for people to understand about being fully connected with your mind and body it was honestly me scratching my own itch I spent my 20s teaching group fitness and doing all the healthy things like drinking all these green smoothies and you know, um, getting acupuncture and just really living a healthy lifestyle. But I was struggling internally. I was struggling with anxiety. I was struggling with feelings of not enough. I sometimes used my healthy routine as another way to like measure my worth. You know, I, I, Mm. at times, you know, was looking for answers external to myself, thinking that the answers were going to be in more chia seeds or, you know, and being able to hold plank longer rather than, um, rather than me just like tapping into what's already there, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and really, uh, connecting with myself in a deeper, more meaningful way. So 
I, I don't think many people start meditating because they feel great. I haven't met too many people who are like, everything's amazing and I just want to sit in the quiet because I like to see if I can feel better. Usually there's some kind of, you know, crisis, whether it's emotional or, or physical or whatnot, um, or maybe someone's grieving and that's what drives them to meditation. Um, a crisis led me to meditation with having a series of really relentless panic attacks. So I started Mm -hmm. meditating. I did it for a year every day because that's what would keep my anxiety attacks at bay, but I actually hated the process. And it wasn't until I began to combine exercise with meditation that I could start to enjoy it and I Mm -hmm. could make it like just a little easier on myself and I experienced more benefits of meditation with the combination of exercise. So um, it really was about me needing this myself and having a great transformative experience. And that's what led me and my husband to quit our jobs and share it with other people. I love it. So here, um, so with the meditation, I, I, I personally, I struggle with it, doing it on my own. It's gotten easier now. There's more, um, apps and, and things that can want, and like YouTube channels that can walk you through it. But when you started, did you self-teach yourself? Did you go to a class? Did you do it with a friend? Oh yeah, no, I definitely did not teach myself and I'm still not self-taught. Um, I have a mentor. Her name is Kimberly Carson. She works up at Oregon Health Sciences University and she's been teaching meditation for over 30 years. Um, and she works really closely with UNC and Duke um, to help them put together protocols from their mindfulness research. So she is on our team and she works really closely with me and everything that I put out in terms of content. And then we also work together um, every other week because, you know, as a meditation teacher, the energies that come through my voice is what the students are going to connect with. And so the stronger my practices, uh, the better off my students will be. So meditation isn't something that you can just be like, oh, here's a script. Um, right. yeah, it's there. You have to be really careful and thoughtful with it. It's not like, oh, you can do like a 20 hour training and you're done. No, <laughs> I've, 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 I've definitely heard. Well, yeah, I've heard both, but for those that, that I respect in the industry, they, they've been doing this for years upon years of their lives, just trying to perfect it from, from meditation to breath work, I've just heard that they put a lot into it. So yeah, yeah, like words really matter. And how you position things to students really matters. And you also have to be really careful too, because if people aren't steady, if they're dealing with depression or an anxiety disorder, like I had, um, the practice can stir people up. And at times, you know, make things worse. So if you have someone who really doesn't know what they're doing, that could be, you know, potentially causing some harm for for students wow so my okay so my next question is so this is so interesting to me because honestly I feel like I'd meet people at the right time and I'm sure that with you on Instagram I I was finding that I I was struggling with anxiety I never thought it was anxiety Uh, I just thought I was hyper and stressed out but then when I really started to you know 
take a moment and break down what's going on. It, basically, it's anxiety. Um, so when I met you, that was the time I was really trying to be more diligent about it. Wow. Yeah, I know. Cool. So things just happen. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not cool that you're struggling with anxiety. No, it it's sucks, no, it's, and it's cool awful. That, it's but... cool that we met at that right time. Yeah, yeah. it is so, cool. Uh, I, I feel like I've just started to create this perfect circle of positivity mm-hmm. and how to deal with things in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, so my my question to you is: before you discovered meditation. Were you doing things like yoga that kind of helped? What is your fitness background? Like, how did you know to do meditation? What opened your eyes that 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 was the route to go to deal with instead of opting for medication like some people may do? Yeah, well, first of all, I to be completely transparent, I I took medication and I don't think that, you know, I had a generalized anxiety disorder and PTSD. And I don't think that I could have faced, you know, what I don't think I could have sat in the quiet without having medication first. Um, Mm. Because I was so stirred up, I had a lot of uh, resistance to even sitting and staying present with my discomfort and with the energies of my anxiety. So um, I think you know, meditation is incredible and it definitely can help people with anxiety, but I just want to be clear that I'm not like an anxiety specialist or a doctor. And I, from my own experience, what I, what I have learned is that you really have to have a a baseline before you start practicing, because if Mm. you're not at a certain baseline, then the meditation benefits aren't going to be experienced, you know, they could, they could stir you up more or, you know, you'll just, you'll just not get the help that you need. So for people who are really struggling, and I know there's a a big spectrum and a lot of people use the word anxiety as synonymous with stress. So like, Hey, if you're on the fence and you're not sure if, if you do have a problem, then like see a doctor, you know, and that also mm-hmm. probably is a sign. Like if you're like, huh, I'm not really sure. Like, you know, that usually is a sign that you do need some extra support, which you should not feel any shame about. Um, right. So I'm so grateful for the little orange pill that I took every day for four years. <laughs> because <laughs> while I, while I was, taking um, my medication, I learned new habits and I really got into that rhythm of meditation so that when I got off the medication, I'm, you know, so much more resilient and I have these new habits of my heart and mind that are really, you know, ingrained in me. I love it. Um, and, and I think that's, that gives people a sign of hope because maybe someone hopes to get off medication if that's something that they didn't want to, you know, do for the rest of their life. And like hearing stories like this, I feel like, you know, every case is right. different, but I feel in certain scenarios, I think it's, it's very hopeful for people, which leads me to my next question. 
Um, it sounds like you're I've been watching your Instagram stories and it looks like that your app is really touching people across the board. Is there any, (laughs) is there any story or personal encountership with uh, a client or someone on social that's just really touched your heart that you've changed their life through, through the messaging that you're offering? Yes, absolutely. So I get, you know, little messages from people almost every single day, just sharing about how, you know, they've never really enjoyed exercise or they've never felt like they're, they've been able to stick with meditation until they combined it with, with exercise. I get stories from people who have changed their bodies. Like one of this email that came in, um, that totally made me laugh was a woman in Georgia who's like, wow, is this my ass or these, my arms, you know, and and it's like, those are great. But the one The one email that I have gotten that just stayed with me um, in a big way was around the time of the Kavanaugh hearings. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the whole country was stirred up and just about every woman I I knew in my life was really fired up and, and triggered in one way or another. And this woman wrote in and she said that something had happened to her at work with a VP uh, with a, with a VP level executive. And she said before she had started this movement and meditation practice, she wouldn't have the inner strength and resilience to speak up. And she said that she wow. made the decision to just stand up for herself. And yeah, oh and that's just, I mean, I have chills talking about it. So, um, you know, what I'm really most interested in is, is helping is helping people get a little more comfortable with their discomfort and really uncover mm-hmm. the inner strength and resilience that's already there. Right. And I feel like a lot of people, I feel like what you're saying is so true because people may just not realize that it is there, you right. know, and they just need someone to like lift that blind, open the curtain, they, you know, show them the way. Yes. We under, um, we underestimate the- ourselves so much. You know, yeah. so I'm with you. Yeah. So um, I know that you used to teach traditional classes and now you're, you're doing the app. What are the pros and cons between the two that you can attest to or or that you favor more over the other? Oh, like teaching in person versus on on uh, digital? Yeah. Well, Correct. I love teaching in person classes because I can go over and make a hands-on adjustment and I can see you know, people and look, see, see how they're doing and, and uh, adjust the class depending on what they need. So I love having that in-person experience, but what is so great about the app, I'm personally, you know, somebody who just needs something that I can do easy on the go. Um, Mm -hmm. And having that accessibility to just fire it up and give people something that they can integrate into their busy, busy lives is huge. And before, you know, I film any of my classes, I spend so much time testing classes on real people. And, you know, um, I'm really thoughtful about the meditations that I'm putting together. So I still, I still really, really test everything. And I, you know, try different ways of cueing it, um, you know, and I strip things down and edit and change. So um, I really feel like the classes that I film are so much more thoughtful 
than any <laughs> class I could ever teach in person just because of the level of right. preparation that goes into it. Yes. And it's clear, like, in the, I, I mean, I was wowed by just the entire quality of the app. It's amazing. Oh. And the instruction is great, too, because um, as a instructor myself, I know that you're going to be getting people of all different levels of fitness. And I feel like anybody, no matter where they are, could do your app successfully. Oh, that's, so, that's so good to hear. <laughs> Thanks, Nadia. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. So what's what's going on? So what's next for Kate Hurley? You know, you did this app. It was such a huge momentum buildup, you know, one of your big, you know, your baby project. It, what's coming up next that you want everybody to know? Yeah, about? So next, you know, we have, I almost fell over um, two weeks ago. I was looking on the back end of our website and um, I saw that some of the most popular classes are our running classes. And um, I am so psyched to hear that because I have big dreams about how I want to build out the running portion of our app. Um, I am working on a program for brand new runners to get people up to running 30 minutes. And that program includes like, you know, an audio only stretch. And then I coach them through a run and it's set to music uh, with mindfulness cues so that we're really focusing on, you know, being embodied and being present on the run. And then we sit afterwards for meditation. So I love it. So I'm really fired up about that. I'm really excited about, you know, a summer program that I already started working on um, to help people reset and feel good for summer. And then ultimately, you know, I want to make it easier for people to choose their classes based on their mood, because that's how I work out every day. I'm like, okay, well, what do I need? And how do I feel? And so giving people a chance to tap in and ask their bodies and kind of do an internal check-in and then respond in a way that's more thoughtful, um, that is what I really want to do. I like it. And I feel like you'll get a great response from it, oh, too. Oh, I, I think so. But thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There's so many things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing about creativity and when you have your own company and, and, and you're doing something that you really are passionate about I mean the ideas just come flowing and you just gotta like learn how to take it back a little bit and learn which one you want to tackle first but it's really a good feeling just to have all that passion of you know doing something you yes, love yes you're totally you're totally right that's what I'm feeling I feel like I've just been riding this wave um since we launched our our company in 2017. That's awesome. So you have a lot going on. Um, how do you, a couple questions, who, who's your positive support team? Like if you could sum it up three people that, that embody your positive support team and how would you encourage other people to create one themselves? I find that mm. I can do half the stuff I do if I didn't have my mom, my husband, um, you know, and some additional family members. So I'm just curious to know for you, Who's your, who's your, you know, your cheerleaders and how would you encourage other people to find? Oh my gosh, Nadia, that is such a good question. And 
something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. My positive support team for sure is my husband, who's also my business partner. His name is Peter. Oh, yeah. You met Peter in New York. I met Peter. He's so nice. (laughs) Yeah. Peter does all of our music, too. He's a DJ on the side, and he's the the brains behind the app. He built it. Um, So, yeah, Peter is huge um my mom mary is like my best friend if i could just hang out with her all day i think that is like what happiness is um yeah and i'm actually trying to get her in a video so that should be a fun project for the two of us and then my meditation teacher kimberly um i think the key thing about you know your support team is Making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who have integrity and who, like, who they say they are is aligned with their actions. Brene. Mm. Oh, man, Kate, that's awesome. (laughs) Brene Brown has a definition of integrity, and I'm going to butcher it a little bit. But the the key key, uh, message is something like integrity is not doing what's fast, easy, or comfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's making sure that, you know, integrity, or it's making sure that your actions are aligned with, with, with your values. And so first, that is like the most important core value for me. And then also just making sure that the people around me like are not really interested in Kate, the business, you know, it's like, I, I care deeply about our business. I care deeply about our community. Um, but that is not what defines me. And so I want to make sure that I'm not surrounding myself with people who are defining themselves through really narrow lenses or defining me through a really narrow lens I want to feel seen um so that is that's my that's my biggest thing and just people who will listen and ask questions yeah you know yeah and that's it's funny that you say that because sometimes you know when you go to a party and you meet new people and like my husband and I will talk about like, oh, who did you talk to? Whatever. And then we're like, did they ask you anything about yourself? It's so funny that you can meet people and they won't ask you a solitary thing about yourself. Like not even how no. are you? And to me, God. <laughs> I think that's a telltale sign of like who they are. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm, uh, yes, yeah. I'm with you. I, um, I was at an event, um, in LA like a few months ago and I just went around and I was like, hi, I'm Kate. Like, what's your name? You know, and I was it was brutal, man. Um, but yeah, I've I've been there too. So it's good when you when you find your people and you know, even when I connect with other women who are running businesses or doing their own thing, you know, it's just important to me to even, you know, like stay close to those right people and not just surround myself by people who think like oh will this make me look cool or will this take me a step further like I'm not I'm not here for that kind of bullshit (laughs) so (laughs) right (laughs) I hear that I mean yes exactly and like I feel like as you grow 
And as you get older, you learn to be like, no, I'm not. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I knew I didn't want to put up with, but I still did it just because maybe I didn't have the strength just to say no. But, you know, the more that I know who I want to be around and what energy I want around me, I have no problems cutting people off or saying goodbye or putting up. You know, it's just better. No, that's 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 so good. And I think, too, like for me, it's not even like in the past when I've made mistakes, um, it's because I'm just not aware or paying attention or I've seen other successful people do certain things. And so then if the opportunity comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I'll do that because I've seen like five other successful people do that, too. But then if I stop for a second and I think, wait a second is this really aligned with my values and does this make me feel Mm -hmm. good or does this make me feel Mm -hmm. like I'm cool because I'm with this person or doing this thing too. So I think that's like a question that I ask myself about who to follow, even on social media. It's like, okay, if they make me feel like they're cool, then I don't really want to follow them. But if they like, but if I feel pretty good about myself, then, um, then great, you know, I'll stick with it. Yeah. That's a great tip because sometimes, and especially with social media, you know, some of it's real and some of it's not. Right. So if, if you're following a tip I got, like if you're following a feed, it was when I was pregnant with my mm. son and um, I know it's when I just had my son and I was seeing like all these moms, like I did everything by 12 o'clock, <laughs> you know, they look fabulous and everything <laughs> like that. And I was just like, I'm terrible. My business is going to crash. And, you know. And then, you know, my friend's like, that's smoke and mirrors. You don't know she has a full-time staff. You don't know she just quickly put that together and what's really going on behind closed doors. So then that's when I started to, like, really, like, go through my feed and unfollow. Like, if I don't get excited by what you're posting or feel positive or inspired, I was like, bye-bye. Yeah. So I totally agree. That's great. (laughs) And I'm sure it's so much more intense. I don't have children, but I'm sure that's more intense. But I also feel like you just knowing all of us knowing individually what works for us and knowing that it might be totally different for somebody else. Yeah. True. True. All right. So before we close, I would love to know if you could offer every, everybody three tips aside from meditation that might help them lead a more mindful life, whether it's journaling or nature walks, what what are the three tips outside of meditation that you could offer? Well, kind of three things that I really love to share with people that are related to mindfulness, but you don't have to be meditating to do these things um, mm-hmm. are, first of all, when you're exercising and the going gets tough, and you feel like you're about to fail and you want to stop and you just pray that it ends. Like, can you just notice how you're talking to yourself in those moments, you know, and notice Mm. the inner dialogue and maybe you start to notice and your inner critic kind of coming to the surface and getting louder. Um, And if that's the Mm -hmm. case, that's perfectly fine, but just know that your inner critic needs kindness too. So um, I really see, an opportunity to practice compassion with ourselves when we're exercising and even just throughout our day, you know, when you start to beat yourself up or say like, oh man, that really sucked. I could have done better. Um, Instead of like trying to push those thoughts away, can you just embrace them and let them be there and just know that that part of you needs kindness and love too. 
That's so great. I feel that's so I great. feel like that's one way to really build more emotional resilience. And the reason why I, I bring it up during exercise is because, you know, our bodies in motion, we're usually really focused. So it can be easier for people to see it when they're exercising. And then the more you practice mm-hmm. it during your workout, no matter what you're doing, you know, you'll start to practice it in your daily life the other 23 hours of the day. Um, yeah. So that one's really huge. And then the other thing is, like, you don't have to meditate to get some benefits of stillness. Like, if you can just pause and take a breath, you know, like when you're sitting at your desk or you're in your car and you're about to drive somewhere or you're on the subway in busy New York City like you, Nadia. Um, <laughs> if you can just put your feet on the ground or on the floor and, and feel your sits bones grounding you down and just notice the qualities of your breath and stay present with the breath. And your breath could be shaky or smooth or shallow or deep, like whatever it is, just notice it without trying to smooth it out or change it. Like our breath is an indicator of how our system is doing and it can give us information about how our system's doing before our thinking mind can process it. So if I'm noticing I'm holding my breath or it feels like really tight and stuck and high in my throat, like that's an indicator, you know, that maybe like something else is going on with me, you know, or right. it's a way that stress starts to show up in the body. And if I can catch it early on, then, yeah, you know, I don't have a meltdown later and snap at my husband <laughs> um, <laughs> because, because I'm just more aware of how I'm doing. And then I can respond in that moment and think, okay, like, what do I need? Do I need some water? Do I need to take a walk outside and get some fresh air? Um, so that's another tip. That's a great tip. <laughs> I'm think I need to apply that today. <laughs> These are like the things that I am just living with. Um, And then the third thing that I just really love is in the morning after my alarm gets up, I just place one hand on my low belly and then the other hand over my heart. And I just feel the rise and fall of my low belly and the expansion of my ribs and chest. And then as I breathe in and then as I breathe out, I just let everything sink. So you breathe in and you feel the low belly expand, the ribs expand to the left and to the right, the chest slightly broadens. And then as you breathe out, you let everything go. And I'd stay with that mm. kind of rhythm for, I don't know, 10 to 20 cycles of breath. And then I just just think of something I'm grateful for. You know, I'm grateful that I can get out of bed and, um, and walk, you know, I'm grateful for the cat Mm -hmm. that's asleep on my legs, like whatever it is. (laughs) Um, and that's just a really nice way to start the morning more grounded, um, without having some long drawn out morning routine that takes an hour of your time. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And also, like, especially if you're in a situation where you're rushing and things like that, I feel like that helps you start the day in a more calm frame of mind. I'm just thinking about my morning, like when I'm rushing and get Max to go to school. And then maybe if I have to run out the door and catch the bus to the city, I feel like if I started calmly, I'd approach anything thereafter with a, with a different mindset. I yeah. love that. Oh, good. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, I mean, 
with a, I'm sure with a, a toddler, Nadia, your life is, and, a, and running your own business, like your life is pretty bananas. So I'm sure quick and easy is pretty necessary at this point. Yes. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, this was absolutely fun. I would love to have you come back, especially when you start to launch some of those new programs you discussed. But before you go, can you share with everybody where they can find you and where they can find your app and where they can reach out if they want to connect with you? Yes. So on Instagram, my handle is kate.hurley and it's K-A-I-T dot Hurley on Instagram. So come say hi. We have such a supportive, like rad community. And then on um, my website, you can find me at kateherley.com. I have a website that, that is optimized for mobile. Um, and then I have an iPhone app. So that's available on the App Store. Beautiful. Thank you, Kate, so much for taking the time to speak with me. You, you've given me some great gems here, and I'm sure everybody else would Oh, agree. thank you so much, Nadia. It's an honor to be here, and I just hope we can hang out in real life soon. So take care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Kate. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye.